This is Animals Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and happy to be joined by Dr. Jason Coe. Before you get a pet, University of Guelph, how are you today, sir? I'm great, and thanks, Kevin, for having me over and doing the podcast and letting us share our story. We met, I guess, maybe a year, a year and a half ago now at an Urban Animal Summit meeting. So it's excellent to have met people out in the community and then you get to come in and be a part of the program and stuff. So uh, thank you. No, you drove all the way to Newmarket today from from Guelph for this. So we're very appreciative of that. You're an associate professor uh, with the Department of Population Medicine. Right. Tell me about the Department of Population Medicine. So the Department of Population Medicine is a department within the veterinary college at Guelph and traditionally has been a department that's really focused on disease and health within populations. After graduating as a veterinarian and come back to do my PhD, I kind of took a different direction and so I became very interested in sort of the social aspects of human to human and human to animal interactions and how that contributes to health and well-being. And so it's a department that has very much traditionally focused on disease within populations. I'm now looking at different aspects of disease as it relates to human to human and human to animal interactions. Interesting. Okay. We're going to be talking about the website beforeyougetapet.ca, which as I understand is a great resource to help prepare people for pet ownership. Sure. The page was formed by a group of researchers from the Ontario Veterinary College in Guelph that have been investigating positive behavior training, pet relinquishment, and pet overpopulation. So what brought you onto the team of researchers that formed before you get a pet.ca? Yeah, for sure. That's a great question. So in 2010, Nestle Purina Pet Care Canada gave a generous gift to the Ontario Veterinary College. It was a million-dollar gift to really establish a research, but also an outreach program to address these areas that you've mentioned, pet relinquishment, pet overpopulation, as well as positive pet behavior training. I received that chair position and started to really build a group, build a group for doing research, but also had that interest in communication and outreach in terms of how do we get messages out? How do we have an impact in these different areas? And as we started to do more and more work, we recognized that we needed to share some of the information we had and we're pulling together. And so that's where Before You Get a Pet came to be was through that work and that research. When you find out you're gonna receive that chair, I mean, that you must've had a tremendous sense of responsibility of what you're taking on at that point. Was that a lot to wrap your head around? For sure. I mean, I've always been interested in human-animal interactions. I've always been interested in understanding the relationship between people and animals. And so I saw the chair as an amazing opportunity to really start to dig in and explore and see how I could play an important role or part along with many other people in really building successful relationships between people and pets for the long term. And so it was a huge responsibility. It was starting a program pretty much from scratch. And I think we've done a really great job of building an active research program in each of those different areas. We've also been able to do some pretty amazing things because of the opportunity that was given to us by Nestle Purina and the gift that they gave to the Ontario Veterinary Yeah, that, that's tremendous to have received that generosity from them for sure. So when was the website put together and launched? That's an interesting question. So this has been something that you know, has been percolating, evolving from probably about the second year of the chair. It was a five-year chair position, which ended this past fall. Okay. And so second year, we were recognizing that, you know, education was going to play an important role in this, particularly the fact that people just don't know what they don't know and getting into plant ownership is such an important decision. Big decision. Coming back to, you know, 
understanding the the aspects of it, the what goes into owning a pet, those kinds of things. And so we started to look at different ways and how we might build this website and started to take different approaches. And we worked with you know some vet students for a while to start building the site. And then we tried some different, just to kind of get momentum. And it wasn't until this past year, year and a half now, that we really invested and said, we're gonna put real focus on this. We're gonna get this done, we're gonna do it right, and we're gonna create a valuable resource for people. So we've been working on it. It's been an idea for a few years now, yeah. but it's been the last year, year and a half that we've really focused on getting this website up and going. Tell me about the vision of the website. I mean, what, what did you hope to accomplish with this website? The vision for this website is really about trying to create successful, lifelong relationships between people and pets. And the vision is really to Right now we're doing a lot to promote the site, to raise awareness, make people aware of it. But our hope is long-term that it becomes a bit of a grassroots movement where people like you and I are sitting here having a conversation and you share with me that, hey, I'm thinking our family's thinking about getting a pet. And I would say to you, well, have you checked out this great resource before you get a pet? And so our hope is that as people become aware of it, it'll be a resource people can go to that are in the process of getting a pet and use it for those purposes. Just again, to be informed, not to scare people away, but just mm -hmm. so that they're informed when they're making those decisions. And it is very much focused and targeted for people in the process of getting a pet, yet we have an active blog, we have Twitter, Facebook that are really trying to keep some important everyday topics that are relevant to pet owners so people have a resource they can go to, not just before you get a pet, but, yeah, but once, you once have you've the got pet. a pet as well. So, I mean, what kind of, what? tell me about the content there though. If I, if I go there this afternoon, what am I going to see? Tell me about the articles or the blogs that you mentioned. What, yep. What's the content? So we've really focused on dogs and cats for now. Doesn't mm -hmm. mean that in the future we're not going to expand beyond dogs and cats. One of the things we've really focused on is trying to make the site interactive. And so when you go there, you're going to find a number of different interactive resources that you can use in the process of getting a pet, whether it's your first pet or your 10th pet. I mean, it doesn't matter from that standpoint. Mm -hmm. It's got a number of resources such as a budget calculator. And so someone can go on and use this as these are the things that you need to be thinking about in terms of costs when you acquire an That's animal. So and smart. There's some estimates there, but those estimates are just meant to be ballparks because each person is going to approach this in a different manner. And so you start to fill in your budget and it gives you a tally total at the end so that you've got kind of an idea of what your annual budget is going to be for uh, acquiring an animal. We've also got an expectations inventory. So an inventory that's got a number of questions and you go in and fill and you can print it off after you've done it that really just gets you thinking about, okay, so when I go away on vacation, who's going to look after my right. pet? So you've thought this through even before you've got the animal. So all these pieces are in place and you're not sort of suddenly thinking, oh my gosh, I'm moving. What am I going to do with my pet? And so again, there's tools like that. We've got uh, some resources on how to introduce a new pet to children, how to introduce a new pet to another pet. We've got some resources on socialization. We've got a fun quiz there that is really meant to help again inform against some of the myths that are out there related to pet ownership. And so it's got a series of questions and people can just go through and have fun and identify, you know, where their knowledge stands in terms of pet ownership. Nice. We're going to take a quick commercial break. And uh, when we get back, I want to ask you, but what kind of a response you've been getting so far with the website. So uh, stay with us, Dr. Jason Coe, before you get a pet.ca. Uh, the University of Guelph is with us and we're excited to be talking to you. We will be right back. The Ontario SPCA invites you to take part in their exciting new adoption campaign, I Adopt for Spring. 
I Adopt for Spring will run from April 1st to May 31st at Ontario SPCA branches across the province, with the goal of getting as many animals as possible placed into loving, forever homes during the spring season. Visit iadopt.ca for all the campaign details and information on how to get involved. Welcome back to Animals Voice Podcast. I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, still with Dr. Jason Coe. Before you get a pet.ca is the website we're asking people to check out. And important to point out, it's not before, B-E-F-O-R-E. So sometimes people get on the, the, the websites and they're, they're trying to figure out, well, how do I spell that? So it's the letter B and then the number four and then the letter U and then getapet.ca. So if you're wanting to check out uh, a lot of this uh, pretty interesting content, it sounds like you guys have there. I want to be clear with people on how to find the website. Before we left, you were t- telling me about all that uh, very uh, helpful and, and cool content to help prepare people for the realities of having a pet, be it budgetary, be it just planning your life and, and what kind of lifestyle uh, is appropriate to be having a pet. You know, if you're traveling the world, who's going to take care of the pet? Well, you're gone. Yeah. So uh, loving the sounds of this, tell me about the response that you've received so far on the website. So we've received a great response. I think... That's one of the things that we're very interested in is in terms of what kind of activity because at the end of the day, we're not promoting a product trying to, our sort of reward is just making sure that people are using the site and getting informed about pet ownership. And so um, at this point, we've been going, the site's been going actively for a few months now and we've had over 2,000 new users. So we've reached a population there. We've also reached out and we're engaging, just like the OSPCA, several different organizations and associations. And uh, and all of the organizations, associations we reach out to, they're all interested and engaged with it. And so we're working with them, again, just to try and get the messages out around this site so that it can be a valuable resource that people can go to and utilize. Because when we first came into and even developing the site, we recognized the importance of education. And so we went out and we did a search of the web to see what kind of resources are out right, there for people that are in the process of mm-hmm. getting a pet. And what we realized is there's a lot of information out there, some of it more reliable than others. Yet what we also realized is many times that information is buried deep within a website. Okay, and yeah. so part of the purpose or our goal with this site is to create a go-to resource that the sole purpose is to educate pet owners in the process of getting a pet. And so we've had great engagement. We've got users, we've got people who are promoting it on a regular basis. We've got our own Twitter and Facebook as well as our blog. And we now, which is kind of fun, have people from around the world starting to engage with the site. So we look at the map and we can see we've got people in Australia connecting with it. We've had people join our Twitter and following our Twitter from New Zealand. And so again, we're starting to create that mass where we're just trying to build momentum so we can get out there and really have that grassroots it's amazing the power of the internet right it is uh you see that viral thing take hold i know when we were looking at stats for this broadcast it's like hey shout out to our listeners in mexico like (laughs) what's happening i love that that uh, somehow through the net we're able to spread that information so can you summarize just why it's so important for people to have this information before they decide to adopt or end up with a pet in their lives? Yeah, I I mean, that's a great question. And so, like I said, very early on, being researchers, we did a lot to explore what was already done, where some of the gaps were in terms of where we wanted to go with research. And when we were doing that work, what we recognized is there's research out there that suggests that when the work or the effort in pet ownership is more than someone expects, that animal is four to 10 times more likely to be relinquished than if the expectations are less. If they only knew what they were getting into. Again, no, you don't know what you don't know. And Mm -hmm. so just raising that awareness can be so powerful. 
We also, through research that have been done, and this isn't all people going into pet ownerships, but a large number of people going into pet ownerships give it considerable consideration. Yet what has been found through research is they don't always reach out to seek advice or input from sources. And so we saw an opportunity there, and that's where, again, trying to really broaden our reach in terms of who we connect with, who we get engaged with the site to really tackle all the different avenues that people are engaging with the pet industry um, becomes important. And so again, those are the things that really brought us to do what we're doing. When you talk about people reaching out for advice, is that forum on the website itself or is it through your Facebook or your Twitter feeds? Are you seeing that interactivity happen between the users, not just user and website? but are the users starting to talk to each other that way? So I don't know that we've grown to a position where that is happening. Although when I think about that, I think about some of the people that have really embraced. And so we have some vet clinics that have put our logo on the front page of their website. Oh, great. And so again, they're engaging with their population of pet owners to make them aware of the site and the resources that are available there. And that's really, I mean, ultimately our goal is if we can get people to engage in however they do, whether they want to utilize the site for, you know, as a link to their site, that's great. Right. If they want to use a piece of it, I mean, our ultimate goal is just to create lifelong successful relationships for people and pets. And mm -hmm. so at the end of the day, we're open to any way that people can engage in that conversation, as you're suggesting. What's next for before you get a pet.ca? Where do you want to take this in the future? It's a great question. And again, Right now, our goal is to just raise awareness. And so we're out and we're engaging, just like with the OSPCA, on ways that we can get the message out there so that people are aware of it. We really do want to get that grassroots following. And I mean, we've had several instances now where people have you know, mentioned that they're getting a pet and we bring it up, or they tell us about how someone was mentioning their pet and they were able to provide them with this resource. And that's really a long-term goal and dream. But I think to achieve that, again, we need to get the message out that this site exists and get people engaged with it. And so our goal right now is to really go out and engage the pet industry. Mm -hmm. And again, we've tried to make the site fairly neutral in terms of we're not promoting a product or a right. position. Neutral so that people can feel comfortable using it as a resource to really create those successful lifelong relationships between people and pets. Excellent. So this now comes to the point in the interview where I want to know about you, yeah. Jason. Yeah. Do you have pets at home? That's a great question. And full honesty, no. <laughs> <laughs> How do you end up in this line of work and you don't have pets? Yeah. And so, I mean, it's a great question because from my perspective, I've had pets all my life. I mean, I do what I do because I had pets and right, growing right. up with pets and the impact they've had and wanting to be in a position where I could do and take the best possible care. I guess it was six, almost seven years ago now. My wife and I were in the process. We had just been married for a few years, but we'd be moving from place to place as we kind of settled into our professions. And we were in the process of thinking about a family and we were also in the process of thinking about a dog. And well, my son came along first and then we had our two daughters to follow. So we have a household with a six, a four and a two year old. Oh, and so our lives are busy pretty enough. busy and chaotic. <laughs> and so being someone who's studied the areas of pet relinquishment, pet overpopulation, yeah. you know, those things, I think as a responsible decision, at this time, our family's just not in that place. Now, sure. there will be a time, and I'm sure my kids will make sure that time well, happens. I was going to say, they're going to they're gonna be um, pressuring daddy about that. <laughs> there will be a time where we will have a pet, but we're going to make sure that it is the right time and that it fits our lifestyle and that pet fits into sort of the things that are going on in our family. And at this point in time, we've just made that conscious decision that this isn't it, and we want to be responsible in terms Re of listen, that decision. You're walking the, the, the walk and talking the talk, right? Because you've created this this portal uh, before you get a pet.ca 
and it's encouraging folks to really study and or at least think about contemplate before you get a pet here are things you have to uh, consider so you just outlined all of that right? and when we do get a pet we'll go to before you get a pet first to make sure <laughs> to we make sure the resources ready. that are there thank you dr jason co before you get a pet university of guelph for joining us today and uh, we hope to get a chance to talk to you again in the future and see maybe how uh, how things are going thanks kevin appreciate it it's great always like working with the ospca thank you so much and thank you the listeners of the ontario spca animals voice podcast would be nowhere with without those uh, supporters. So thank you. Please continue to share the broadcast on social media. You can contact me uh, if you have show ideas. Uh, my email address is kmckenzie at ospca.on.ca or you can find me on Twitter at ospcakevin. And uh, I guess the takeaway for this show is make sure that you visit the website b4ugetapet.ca. That's the letter B, the number four, the letter U, getapet.ca. Sounds like a great resource and we'll be checking it out. Take care, Jason. Yes, thank you. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animals Voice Podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all our supporters. Together, we are the Animal's Voice.